Welcome to the Empowering Mentor Podcast. I am your host, Crystal Kelsey. If you are looking to empower your life, to take control, to become successful, happy, and healthy, you have come to the right place. Sit back and relax. You are in for a treat. Well, welcome back to the Empowering Mentor. Today, I have a very special guest with us. His name is Jeff Mann. And Jeff, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit more about you. So some of your backgrounds and some of the things that, you know, that you're doing right now. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, my name is Jeff Mann. I live in Tucson, Arizona. I am 55 years old. I'm married. I have a couple of kids who are mostly grown. Um, I currently work in the casino business. I do marketing and special events for casinos here in Arizona. And then um, before that, I worked as a roadie for rock bands on tour um, Mm. for about 10 years through the 90s and into the 2000s. And some bands that people my age maybe have heard of like Kiss, Alice Cooper, Megadeth, stuff like that. Um, Yeah, yeah. And that was awesome. That was, you know, and anyways, so after that, I uh, lately what I've been doing is writing. I wrote a couple of books. Um, I wrote what my first book is about my life in rock and roll. And that's called All In, um, How to Become an Overnight Rock and Roll Roadie Success in Just 20 Years. And that one talks kind of about my life on tour, Um, growing up as a teenager, wanting to be a rock star, how I got into the business, bands I worked for and all the stuff that happens. You know, people always said I would tell stories about hanging out with Alice Cooper and stuff. And they'd tell me, gosh, you should really write a book. And so I I finally, I finally decided to, to do that. I got inspired to do that. Um, And then I have another book. The second book is called All Out. And that is, Uh, I call it the world's first rock and roll self-help book. And that, again, was written after I had kind of made some changes in my life. So Mm -hmm. the first book is about my years on tour. I was not making the greatest decisions. I wasn't taking great care of myself. I was living my dream, Mm -hmm. you know, in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways not. And then after I stopped doing that, I kind of made some changes. And so I wanted to write the next book was about some of those positive changes and maybe try to encourage or guide other people who might be in a similar situation that wanted to, to do, do some good things for themselves. Oh, that is so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and definitely have to go out and check out your books and because it sounds amazing to me, especially being like the first self-help book for a rock and roll is like, I think that is amazing. Can you please tell me, tell me more about that? Could you go into a little bit more detail of like, what like because you you're a rodeo you're oh you know you're you're out with the bands like and these are big bands these are bands that i've i've like these are big bands and you know you're out and what was um what was the point that you're like you know i need to make a change or like i want sure. this is what i want to do yeah well i got done with that i had been doing that for 10 years and it was really I mean, a a dream come true for me, you know, from the time I was a teenager, I'm listening to rock bands and I'm playing the drums in little bands and I'm, you know, hanging out in the rock clubs. And I was from upstate New York, Syracuse, and, uh, you know, I'm working in the clubs and I'm, you know, just dreaming of being in the music business and I got to do it. Mm 
Hmm. And I mean, I got to do all kinds, of, you know, I traveled all over the world, did all this great stuff. And it was like a dream come true in a lot of ways. Um, that being said, I wasn't making a ton of great decisions. I was hmm. drinking a lot. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, and that didn't, and, you know, and it had a lot of negative effects on my life. You know, I was doing some great things and I was doing a lot of the stuff I wanted to do, but I wasn't, you know, doing it the way that I wish I had done it basically. Um, right. you know, I can't, you know, I think back sometimes about all the stuff that I've probably forgotten because mm-hmm. I was just out of my mind somewhere in Germany with, you know, Metallica or something. And right. I, I couldn't tell you about it. Um, a lot of it I was able to pull back for the book. Thank goodness for the internet. And I interviewed a few of my old friends and stuff. So the book, you know, has a lot of great stories in it that, that'll, that'll kind of give you an idea of what was going on. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I get done with that. And I had met and fallen in love with the woman who was now my wife. Mm-hmm. So I had been doing this for like 10 years. And, you know, there's up and down times, at least for the way my career worked out, there are times when you're not out on the road. You have time off so right. during a break during a break in that I got a gig at the casino where I still work mm. um I got a gig working there and I really dug it and I met this great woman and I'm mm. in love and when the next offer came up to go back out and you know go back on tour mm. I said you know what I think I'm gonna stay here right. you know and that was a super hard decision to make Oh, it must have been, yes. Yeah, you know, because it was really like I was just about to kind of move up to that next level of bands, you know, even beyond where I was, you know. Um, So that was a a tough decision to make, but I had always wanted to have a family. I had always wanted to, to, you know, have kids. And I mean, being in the music business for 10 years, I'd seen that it isn't the greatest atmosphere for that. And it's hard to do. A lot of people do it and, you know, more power to them. But man, it looked tough. So I had a pretty good situation here. I had a job that I dug. I had a, a person that I was in love with. So I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not go. Excellent. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, um, living my life there. Kids come along. Everything's cool. Mm. But I'm not. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm drinking a lot. I mm. am not being honest with myself or mm. my family, you know, about that. And. Mm you know, it was a bit of a mess. So I kind of had a little bit when my son turned 10, hmm. uh, I had a bit of a, and I guess you call him a midlife crisis hmm. or, you know, whatever you call it. I had a, I had a, a dark night of the soul and just said, look, I do not like where I'm at. I do not like where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I got inspired to kind of put everything on the table and, you know, pretty ruthlessly pick and choose through it and say, okay, this is working for me this is not working for me. It's got to go, you know, and there was room on the table for other stuff that I hadn't tried it. I tried to be as open-minded as I could. Um, And that's kind of like what the second book, you know, that kind of prompted me to do the second book, um, sort of that self-help thing. And it's got stuff about, you know, I got in, I got really interested in like goal setting. Um, It's a lot more introspective, you know, mindfulness, you know, looking at myself and kind of, you know, trying to really be the best person that I could be in a lot of different ways. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. how that all went down. 
Yeah. So um, may I ask, like, what were some like red flags for you that you, you know, you had made a, a career change, which was completely, you know, like with his life altering, you know, the transformation of identity because you need to become a, a different person. Now you are, you know, coming into being a husband and having being a father role rather than being out on the road with these rock stars, which is like right. a complete night and day. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So do you feel like there was like a reason that you were, you were over drinking um, while you were at this time with your, like a family life? Well, I mean, and I had never, and, you know, and just because, and it's funny, they say you can't, you know, a lot of people will think if they have a drinking problem or an addiction problem, well, if I change my, if I move to a new town, everything's <laughs> going to be great. Yeah. You know, so I changed my life. Right. The problems were still there. Yes. No, that didn't change. Um, and I had just, I had been self-medicating for so long that I had never, and it's crazy to look back on now, you know, right. but um, I had never taken time to really give myself even a chance to think things through and do things the right way and do things the way that I, I, I really wanted to do them because I was just you know, if either drinking, mm. drunk, recovering from drinking or getting ready to drink again right right it's just you know? in that vicious cycle right yeah and there's no room to do any work on yourself you know right. when you're in that situation you know so uh, when the family came along that stuff got ratcheted back quite a lot I mean you know you couldn't it couldn't you couldn't run a household and be a dad the way right. I was when I was working for, you know Megadeth um but um yeah so just the idea that I was still not entirely present for my family yeah. you know and I was doing stuff that I just didn't like I wasn't getting along with my wife mm. and I really wanted I did not want to lose that right I'm right. like I didn't want to lose that my son was 10 years old my older child was you know graduating from high school so my little baby is growing up he can leave me my right. wife I'm being, I'm not being a good husband. She can leave me. I know I could be here with nothing after all this stuff hey. if I don't kind of wake up and look at things and try to make some positive changes. Exactly. Just break the cycle, break the cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, and not, and not everything was all, you know, wine and roses after that. Um, mm -hmm. Working through a lot of different things, like everybody, I guess, you know, yeah. uh, but that really, Helped. I got in a lot better shape. That was nice too, because I lost a bunch, you know, I got in shape. I lost a bunch of weight. I started doing different um, exercise and stuff and I kind of fell in love with fitness. So that was cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, it made things a lot better, but you know, like everybody, you right. always have work to do. Oh, we're forever evolving, forever evolving. Yeah. There's never going to be like, there's always going to be another mountain to climb. <laughs> you know, there's yeah, always going yeah. to you know because we are always growing I mean unless you're not doing anything at all then you're you know yeah so yeah I really love that I really love how you like turn that around and do you feel like that the exercising was a huge thing for your um, healing and being able to sort of let go of like some of the drinking right well you gotta I mean and I and as I continue to work you know, on my sobriety uh, replacing has been a big thing for me because you know you can't just take away right. and then leave a big empty hole what's going to fill the hole well the right. easiest thing to fill it with is what i was doing before absolutely you 
Yeah. So fitness. Yeah, definitely. Fitness, writing, uh, music. I play the drum. I've been a musician my whole life since I'm a teenager playing and working in the music business. So I started playing in bands again. So that's awesome. awesome. Um, yeah, just uh, and, and fitness was a big part of that. You know, I, I fell in love with I started taking fitness classes and I, I had never thought I would be the kind of guy that would want to go to a group fitness class and jump around. Right. And I love you know, I really fell in love with um, that. And I really got inspired to want to help people from that, you know, to kind of see the people around me and see the positive changes that made for me. I really wanted to try to, to help others, um, you know, which again, kind of been, uh, led to some of the writing and some of the other right. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I see how that, that works hand in hand. Like once you're able to like go through that and see like some of, and become aware of like some of the instances of where you were able to change and make your life better. And then it's sort of like, you can start seeing these things in different people. And then it's like, okay, so let me like, if you are open to it, let me help you, you know, get sure. through this, this time. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think the best advice always starts with, hey, what worked for me is this, right. you know, right. I, you know, I get really suspicious when somebody is giving me advice and they say, well, you need to do this and you right. need to make this, you or, or we or whatever, right. you know, when I get anybody advice, which, you know, I do if they ask, I would say, I, you know, in my situation, right. here's what I do. Here's how I felt. This is what worked for me. And right. Exactly. Because like, I find too, that we're all individuals. So it's, we're all have a different way of seeing things and have a different way of taking things and have a different way of, of dealing with different processes. Mm-hmm. Now you went through a lot of changes and being able to, you know, you, you wrote the self-help book and like, what was like the first, like, how did you first take action of making a change? Like, Cause I find a lot of the times, like it's so, we're so used to being comfortable and set in our own ways. Like how were you able to make those changes? Well, I, I found a, a, an, a an unwitting accountability buddy in my wife. Uh, my wife was, uh, and still is uh, a, a yoga enthusiast yes. and I said, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm trying to patch things up with this person. And B, I'm trying to get in better shape. So I said, I would like to start going to yoga class with you. That's how that started. Um, And so I started going to yoga class and it was great. I'm not the greatest at yoga, but but you're not supposed to be good at yoga. You're supposed to do it. You know what I mean? Right. And I, you know, I can't kind of, I played, you know, uh, hockey and football as a kid and I'm very competitive. So my wife says that I'm the world's first competitive yogi. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. you know how it is you're comparing yourself to other people and stuff but i really did dig it and i got a lot of the benefits from it beyond you know um just the 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 movement and the flexibility and the strength and stuff there's a lot of the more mental and i guess spiritual or philosophical elements of the yoga classes so that all really helped so that really kind of kick-started things um just you know in an effort to really try to spend some more time um, with my wife and my wife was a referee for the roller derby league here in town oh how so, cool. yeah so I said you know what I'm gonna do that too so I had to learn how to skate and kind of break in that world so you know that kind of so having an accountability buddy you know even if they don't know they're being your accountability buddy exactly <laughs> you 
can find like a friend even, you know, or just somebody, you know, yes. like a mentor or somebody to kind of be the guide for you. I think that it sure helped me. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's always good to have that accountability and to have that support when you might not feel like showing up. So like you knew that you had made a commitment and that you was able to like follow through on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. That's excellent. So um, what are some of your key points in your book? Wow. Well, I can look at the back cover because a lot of them are there. Um, in the, in the self-help book, basically it's broken up into like three big sections and those sections are life, spirit, mind, and body. And so like in the life section, I'm really talking a lot about goal setting and kind of a crash course and getting your shit together in a lot of ways, you know, making some sort of positive changes just in daily operations. So you can kind of get out from behind the eight ball. I mean, I might, you know, in my own situation, if I'm not on top of stuff, it can just pile up, you know, and, yeah. and make it so hard for me to really get anywhere in other parts of my life where I want to, you know, make, make positive growth. Mm -hmm. So just being, you know, how to be a little more squared away, set goals, um, uh, and, and stuff like that. And then uh, the spirit one kind of talks about, you know, not everybody's a religious person, but I think everybody on some level has like some sort of a spiritual or even just a philosophical element to their life right mm -hmm. even if you don't want to label it as you know a religion or a spirituality or whatever so it kind of looks at that sort of thing and finding out where you fit in to the big picture and what the big picture means to you right right and then uh in the mind section um you know again just sort of looking at where you want to go that's more of like the self-help thing like what does your dream life look like where do you what do you because you can't hit a goal that you can't see right so right. i don't know what i want to do it's impossible for me to get there i've got to be able to see it i've got to be able to visualize it you know see if exactly. you can believe it, you can achieve it or whatever you know there's all those, so all those it. yeah yeah you know so that one talks about that and then um the body section of the book Kind of talks a bit about um, nutrition and fitness. Um, I did when I got super hyped up about fitness. I went out and started taking classes, and I got, got certified as a group fitness instructor. Oh, that's amazing! Exercise. Yeah, and then during the coronavirus, well, we're still in it, you know. But back when it first hit and everybody was stuck home, um, I took classes and I got certified as a nutrition specialist. So fantastic. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it talks about some of that stuff. And I'm actually working on a reissue. This book came out, All Out came out right when the coronavirus went down. I mean, okay, so, yeah. like I never got a chance to really promote it, you know, right. and kind of got put on the back burner. And then so I got all this new information about nutrition that I'm putting into it and I'm going to re-release it. It's on my to-do list. Yeah. And have a more have an updated version of that. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love, love, love that. Yeah. So do you feel like it's sort of become like a, a purpose in your life or like some kind of like a, a draw that like it's really helping you to stay 
you know, sort of how like we see the light and we know where we want to go and we need that sort of why, you know, or purpose of like why we're doing it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a big part of it too, as I've gotten older and I've got kids is what is my legacy going to be? And you probably right. hear this all the time, yes. you know, from a lot of people, you know, how am I going to be remembered? Because I'm, you know, it's the fourth quarter of the game pretty much here. And I need to, to think about that kind of stuff. Right. So I have always been so grateful to the people who helped me over the years. Like I can remember back when I was in my early 20s and I was just trying to get into the music business mm. and the guys that I worked with there, you know, I, I did sound and lighting at this awesome club in upstate New York and the other guys that worked there were older than me and they were much more experienced than me and much more successful in the music business than me. And I was just like, this is great. I'm Amazing. so happy. <laughs> and they were always so kind to me and guided me like mentors to kind of, you know, do things the right way. And I've never forgotten that, you know, and all through my life, I've been so blessed to have people who were kind to me yes. and helped me. And so I want to try to do that for other people. Now, I, before, you know, earlier in my life, I think I was pretty much incapable of helping anybody else. You know what I mean? I, I do. <laughs> I feel like now. I've got my act together enough where I could maybe try to do that. So yeah, so really, and it sounds crazy to, you know, say it like that, you know what I mean? But I really get a kick out of helping people. And I feel like I have um, knowledge in a few different areas where I could maybe be of service to someone else. Absolutely. Like, I absolutely agree with that. Because I do believe like we, there's so many, so much need for mentors out there. Um, whether it's mentors, coaches, or like just accountability people. And, you know, just to get people out of that, out of the rut, because like, it's so hard to get started, like, and get into action, because we're so used to doing, you know, being in our comfort zone. And sometimes it's very hard to, to get out of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really, I absolutely think that is fantastic. And I have lost my train of thought of what I was going to ask you next. Cause I was so excited about you getting, cause I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause I'm like all about like people helping people. And, yeah. you know, I really found that within myself that it was really good for me to surround myself with like-minded people and mm -hmm. You know, do you find that you sort of had to step away from some people while you was going through a process of growing yourself? Do you find that you like might have had to like shed some some people or things that weren't serving you anymore? Sure. Well, a lot of things, you know, yeah. obviously I got rid of a lot of things um, as far as like um, I, I stopped eating meat. I'm vegan now and that helps a lot. Uh, I cut down on my drinking and right now I'm working on getting rid of my drinking mm -hmm. um, and then people you know people yeah. didn't not everybody thought it was a great idea that I wanted to you know go to yoga class and stop eating hamburgers you know and mm -hmm. so I lost some people along the way for sure but you gain you know I, know. I met a great new community so you know and I I hear I listen to a lot of like sort of uh, inspirational YouTubers and stuff. And I, you know, I, I, am interested in a lot of that stuff. And, you know, there's a, uh, an idea that you have to make room for the new stuff to come in, you know, stuff's got to leave to make room for the new stuff. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely believe in that. Like you do, you have to be able to let go. And I love the fact that you mentioned that, like when you do let go, it leaves room for even better to come. Yeah. And at the moment though, you're like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. I'm all by myself. And And you hear all kinds of examples of it about, you know, people who lost their job and they thought it was the end, but guess what? It was the opening for the new thing and all that stuff to me. Yeah. It sounds corny and you know, it sounds like it's a cliche or something you see on a inspirational poster on the wall, but it works. You know, if you give that stuff, yeah, if you give it a chance, so. Right, exactly. That's the, that's the thing. You need to be open to it. Mm -hmm. You need to be open to receiving that. And whether it's, you know, you losing friends or losing things because you are moving into this new existence, you need to be able to receive it. Because if you're not being able to receive it, then you can have all these opportunities come your way, but you're not able to take fully full advantage of them. Sure. Yeah. Well, you're not ready. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. So um, may I ask you, so I'm very interested. Um, so you said that you gave up meat and I see mm-hmm. like you're, you're vegan, which I think mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. Um, I made that transition into being vegetarian mm-hmm. and was there any main, okay, let's start with like, was there any main reasons that you, that you went into being vegan and how has it benefited you? And can we talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, at first it was a health thing. You know, um, I wanted to get healthier. So I figured, you know, I did some research and, you know, cutting out red meat uh, and animal products seemed to be a good way to go. So I was probably vegetarian for a long time. And I've been, I've bounced around with it over the years. I've always been kind of interested in vegetarianism and veganism. Um, But I've been pretty, you know, I've been pretty rock solid for quite some time now. So initially it was about health, but then I started to learn more about how, the, you know, the negative impacts that the way that we farm animals in 2021 mm. is hurting the planet. I mean, it's crazy the damage that's done to the environment from these huge, huge, you know, the factory farms. Right. And then the stuff that happens to the animals mm-hmm. uh, is just heartbreaking. And yeah, so that really kind of cemented it for me. Um, a few years ago, we got a, a new dog, and I had never been a dog person, you know, mm. over the years. I had, you know, the, in my household, there were animals, but they were not my animals, and I wasn't that interested in them. And then we got our dog, and I just really connected with this dog, and she connected with me. It was a, we got her from a, like a pit bull rescue, and mm. what a sweet dog. And I'm, you know, I'm like, wow, I, you know, how am I supposed to go support? Right. what's happening to the animals and come home and you know here's Sammy and I'm taking care of her and I love her right and yeah. I'm going to turn around and do that so that really got me to thinking so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how that all went in um the benefits have been great you know what I mean I lost when I back in like 2013 when I had my you know initial sort of uh, moment of clarity I guess mm-hmm. um I lost about 40 pounds over yeah. you know pretty quickly. Um, and it's, it's stayed off pretty well over the, you know, since then. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with obviously the improvements I made in my uh, fitness, but in, 
in my diet as well too. Right. I think it's healthier for you, you know. I just, know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I totally I feel the same way. Like not only just like about the environment and also like about the animals. I've always been a huge animal level lover, and mm. it it's so funny because now it's like I can't even imagine going back. You right. know. And mm-hmm. so, and I honestly, I feel so much better. Like I do like eating vegetables. So it's like, not only like, I feel more energized, I feel clearer. I feel like I, I'm so much better because when I cut out the meat, I also cut out like a lot of my processed foods, all the processed foods and the toxins. Like if you start looking into it, the toxins yeah. and the chemicals and like, yeah, yeah. sort of like yeah. one of those like when you get started, it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It can kind of snowball for sure. Yeah. I would love to get more into the really clean eating and the whole foods of, yeah. you know, still have a few, you know, vegan TV dinners in the freezer, you know, <laughs> so it, it, it can be hard to, it can be hard to do for me anyways, but yeah, that's, you know, it is one. And once you start to feel better, you know, I start wanting to, to make more good changes in my life. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, that is perfect. So is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners? Any like big moto or quote that you, you sort of like live by like your statement? Wow. Well, I mean, and to me, um, is to not basically one of my big things is to not wait for inspiration to take action like a lot of people feel like well i'm just not feeling it i'm not inspired to go exercise so i'm going to wait until the inspiration hits or i'm not inspired to write that book or i'm not feeling it today and what i have found is that if you just get in there and do it if i if, I, if i'm supposed to exercise and if i want to go running let's say i don't run but let's say i want to go running okay so if i can just make it so i put on my running stuff, put on my running shoes and get out the door, I'm going to do something, right? right? So I try to have that discipline to make doing the stuff that I want to do just a part of the routine and just keep grinding. You know, every day I get up early and I'm not bragging. This is just what's worked for me. You know what I mean? But I get up early. I, I, I pray or meditate. I write my journal, Mm -hmm. um, read something like inspirational or, you know, positive. Uh, I do some kind of an exercise. I, I write down what I'm going to do that day. And I try to set an intention for the day. And a lot of times it's just, don't be an asshole, you know, might be my intention <laughs> for the day, you know, um, I don't always make it. I don't always hit that intention, but uh, you know, and I, and I, and I just recently, and that really helped. And especially as I'm, I'm uh, working on my sobriety, that really helps is to kind of start the day clear headed and a little more focused. The hardest part of the day for me is after work mm. because you get done, you're tired, you're coming home. I work nine to five most days. You fight your way through the trap. Mm. I think you walk in the door and that is not mo- most days. That is not the best Jeff man that I can be when I walk right. in that door. Right. And I'm not kind to my wife. Maybe mm. I'm not pleasant to my kid, you know? Um, and that was a lot of times where I would make some bad choices as far as lifestyle choices, as far as maybe drinking or eating or stuff. So what 
I've recently started to do is I've got an end of the day routine. I was know, just gonna, yeah, perfect. That's crazy. He's got a million routines, but no, it's I mean, good. <laughs> yeah, discipline will, you know, you got to, if you just do the work, it gets easier and it becomes part of who you are. Because really, it, for me, it's not about getting sober, it's not about getting in shape, it's not about any of that. It's about living that way, it's about making that change in my life, living like a sober person. How does a person? Yeah, how does a fit person do this? And that's one of the big things I, I could talk all day about this stuff. That is really one of the big things that helped me to make changes, like when I wanted to start refereeing roller derby. Okay. So I said to myself, okay, I don't know anything about this. Like, you know, my wife obviously knew a bit about it because she was doing it. I said, what do I think the really good roller derby referees do every day? Right. I'm going to do that. Right. I may not be able to do it well, but I'm going to try and do that. Well, I figured they would have good skates and they would study their rule book and practice skating every day. Right. And I did that stuff. And if you do, if I, I'll talk about me, if I do the stuff that the person I want to be does, I'm that person. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like it's honestly like it's so simple, but it works. Yeah. Because it's like, once you identify and like you, once you figure out who you want to be and mm-hmm. what you want to do, and you're able to identify and be like, and be able to say that, I think that's very important, you know, like, what would they do, you know? Yeah. I, and like, you put yourself in their shoes and then you start yeah. acting that way and yeah. all these habits compound and mm-hmm. then you start becoming, it becomes who you are part of yeah. your personality. And that can be hard to do. And it was hard for me to do for a long time. And that's why I think I was making some of the choice I was making, because you've got to take a hard look at yourself. You know, like they say in AA, you make that fearless moral inventory. In step yes. four, you know, um, and that's not a lot of fun sometimes. You know, I don't always like who's looking back in the mirror. I don't like what that guy does sometimes. So that can be a real challenge. Um, but to look at positive role models, Models and people that are doing cool things that I get excited about and I can kind of steal from them and, and right. you know, kind of that's how I build my, my future me that I want to, that I want to reach. And then it, it makes it a lot easier to maybe minimize the negatives and, you know, and, and things that are holding me back and move more towards where I want to go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyways, uh, so the nighttime routine, I'm starting to get one of those on mm-hmm. the way home from, you know, normally I'll listen to like the radio or something or music. Mm-hmm. Now I'm maybe listening to a podcast, turning off the radio before I get home, really kind of breathing and thinking about how I want to walk in that door. I want to be the rest of the day. Yeah. And that's not easy. You know what I mean? Because sometimes the day you're like, screw this. Right. Yeah. And you just want to let it out. It's like, yeah. And I feel, I feel better when I do it. So that's brand new. That's like a couple of weeks old and uh, yeah, so far so good. Again, I'm just trying to build up that discipline muscle to keep it going. Exactly. And it's all trial and error. You know, what's going to work for you? Like, does this work for me? Does it work when I'm breathing before I go in? Does it work? You know, would it be better for me to do this? You know, it's all trial and error. And yeah. 
Yeah. So um, have you, uh, just a suggestion, because um, I know for my part of my nightly routine, like right before I go off to sleep, is I like to reflect upon the day and sort of like go through and see like how I showed up during the day, what I could have done better. Um, and also like start to make that intention for the next day. Okay. So like today I was really stressed. What could I do about that for the next day and make that intention? Cause as we're falling off to sleep, we're, we're setting ourselves up and thinking about, you know, that's what we're thinking about for the, the rest of the evening and just really sets you up for a good morning. Yeah. No, that is cool. Yeah, I do. And then, and then again, I, and then I have one at nighttime that I kind of do. And that's not part of it is reflecting on the day. I kind of, you know, set up my to do list for the next day. And I kind of set, you know, that intention, maybe it's the same intention from yesterday, but I kind of think about who I want to show up as uh, the next day. But yeah, reflecting on the past day is probably a great idea. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, another thing that you could add to that reflection is like, what, what are you proud of yourself for that day? You know, mm -hmm. what kind, like what kind, what are you happy about that you've done for yourself for that day? Yeah, that's great. I'm very hard on myself, you know, I'm very, I, so that'd probably be awesome for me to do. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to be able to have that appreciation. You know, mm -hmm. we talk about discipline a lot and, you know, it can be sort of like, oh, discipline, like it's the same with people, I know, like you have to, or <laughs> like you have to, I must do this. But like, when we change that, when we reframe that and we're like, I get to, you know, I get to, right. or when you're doing nice things for yourself and you're appreciating yourself and, you know, and not having to look outside of yourself for other people to have that validation, but for you to be able to be like, hey, thank you so much for, you know, doing this today. And look what happened. And it just fosters even more of that momentum going. Mm -hmm. And well, and sometimes I'll think about the things that I say to my son and my oldest, my youngest child it just went off to college uh, in August, just started college and he's off in Minnesota. Um, and I'm always trying to encourage him and I've always tried to really be encouraging for him and, and try to get him to do what he wanted to do and be who he wanted to be. I wanted to be, like I said, I wanted to be a dad and I wanted to be a good one, you know, yeah. so I've really tried to, to, to do that. And what I think about is, you know, the way I talk to him, maybe I can talk to myself that way. Yes, that, yes. that would help like talk to me like I would talk to my kid you know or, or you know or if you don't have kids maybe somebody that you care about deeply so yeah about you know right exactly because like I find that we could be so hard on ourselves and like well just think of it this way too like would you talk to your dog that way right yeah yeah, yeah. You know I mean like when you really think about it like probably not yeah right yeah so it's sort of like you've got to have some compassion for yourself because on this road of healing or this journey of evolving have mm. some compassion for yourself because the thing is is that like you're learning something new at mm -hmm. any time that we begin something new we are just beginners and you know we can't expect to be an expert at it so sure. yeah and, yeah. We, and that kind of applies to I mean anything like if you're trying to eat better or you're trying to stop smoking or stop yes. drinking you know I always say man you know I spent a lot of years learning mm -hmm. how to eat cheeseburgers you know right. it's a habit <laughs> I may mess up a few times as I learn to not, you know, you can't undo 30 years of something in 30 days. That would, that's, right. it, it's not, 
sensible, you know what I mean? I always hear about people who maybe have this, uh, you know, especially when it comes to sobriety, people who had like a rock bottom moment and didn't touch another drop. And that was, you know, 12 years ago. Right. That's awesome. It's not my journey, you know what I mean? But that's it, it, great if somebody can do that, you know, but in my experience, it's, you know, takes a lot of work and, 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 and trying to stay on track and, and making mistakes and going yeah, back to it. Exactly. And then also, you know, having that there are going to be mistakes and being able to have compassion with yourself that you are human and that there are mistakes. And that doesn't mean that you failed at it. Doesn't mean that you have to start all over again. You just start where you left off. You know, you yeah. come back where you, where you left off. You're still have that knowledge you know and just because you might have had a little setback doesn't mean you've got to yeah and again and to take it back to sobriety that's one of the things you know people have like their sober count of days right hey i've been sober for 700 days and then you know you go and have a glass of champagne and now you're at zero you know that's i don't man, that's tough. you know that's really that makes it harder i think sometimes if you but for some people it really works I know. Yeah. Whatever works for you, I guess. Yeah, I know. I hear you too. I, I know in a sense though, like I feel like, and just, and like I say, just, just for me, like, honestly, it just seems like it just puts on all this, um, this, uh, pressure, this pressure to be perfect. And then if you make a mistake, then, oh no. Yeah. But it's not like that, you know? Right. I I think, Seeing people who have been very successful at doing right. something I want to do is an inspiration to me, yes. for sure. You yes. know what I mean? So in that respect, I do get something out of it when I see right. that somebody, you know, has been sober for 22 years or something. You know, definitely right. that's an inspiration and, and lets me know, hey, it can work. Right. So it absolutely has value. You know, I'm not. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? No. Um, I mean, I've got my website. Can you put that in the show notes or something oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Where do we, where do we find you at? Yeah. Uh, the real is my website. Um, J E F F M A N N. And, um, that's got links to all of my socials and it's got, I did a podcast for a while. So I've got some podcast stuff. I did a blog for a while. I've got some blog stuff there. Neither one of those really stuck. Um, it's got some interviews that I did to promote some of the books and just, you know, that's, that's kind of the jumping off point. If you want to find out more about what I'm doing, I am working on a new book that I just started working on. Um, and I don't know what it's going to be called yet. It's just baby, baby, baby steps, but it's going to be about my journey with alcohol throughout my life. And, um, you know, that experience. So I'm working on that and that's been really challenging sometimes. And, mm. you know, so that's been uh, quite a, quite a thing, but that's something I'm working on. And I hope to have that, you know, going pretty soon. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm sure a lot of people are going to benefit from that as well. Now the books that you have published right now, are they available like on Amazon and yep. Yeah, those are all, and they're all, I mean, and it's not like I'm a published author, they're self-published, you know, anybody can have a book these days, which is awesome. So yeah, they're on Amazon. And again, that link is at therealjeffman.com. There's a link straight to it and you can get both of them there. Perfect. Awesome. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on here. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you.
And there you have it. The real Jeff Mann. If you are looking to find him, he is over on Instagram at the real Jeff Mann. And that is T H E R E A L J E F F M A N. And if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe so that you'll never miss another episode. And feel free to share it with your friends and family. Until next time, friends, I will I will see you next time on the Empowering Mentor.